0: Welcome to the HorrorCon Lounge. I'm Kristen
1: and I'm Jeremy. And today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you?
2: No, I want you to introduce me.
1: Okay. Let's see well, if you've done your homework. Let's see if I've done my homework. We've got the big swag,
2: the nice. lost
1: leather face. Yes. Uh, you got like a million nicknames. I don't know what they all are. <laughs> I remember
2: what I had the boys- voice the voice of Monster Garage. The
1: voice of Monster Garage. There you go.
2: No, I don't. And, did you have and almost and, and guy who's almost 56 years old? So ah, you look great for your age. That Obviously age is just a number.
0: Iconic from Hannah, Montana.
2: Oh, that's right. Oh, thank you. That's Chicken awesome. it. All that. Um
0: buried in the backyard.
2: Oh. <laughs> That you even watched that reality or that I don't even know what we call that. That's some crime uh reenactment deal.
1: Just digging in the vault for that one. <laughs> so we have Brett Wagner with us and Brett is oh, a yeah, member. He has
0: a real name. Yes, okay. yes.
1: Brett is a member of the Horror Lounge, a super active member, which we're so appreciative of. Um Love it. So great pain you. you guys do Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Um we first met you back in Buffalo, New York. I think it was now in person. Um, uh, Nick, Nickel City Con.
2: I mean, we one. were friends on we were friends on Facebook before that, if <laughs> I'm if I'm correctly. But yeah, we uh, met in person at Nickel City Con, brought to you by the guys that do uh, Frightmare in the Falls, Hamilton City Comic Con, Niagara Falls Comic Con, which I'll be at June of 2024 with bob elmore doing dual photos um yeah that was the the rebirth not the rebirth but i guess with the new owners that was the the launch of nickel city Con, which was went pretty good and had some really good guests so mm-hmm. but it was a yeah. pleasure to meet you guys in person yeah you no too. we had a blast we went
1: into it with kind of high expectations and sometimes that can lead to letdowns but luckily that didn't happen you were amazing you were so fun to talk to interact with even the am. giveaway so if you haven't Seen that video? That was a fun little video that Brett put
2: together for us. Um, yeah, but- we're gonna do we'll, we're gonna do another giveaway too. You know, I should. You know, what we should do <laughs> because uh, I got this thing on Etsy. It showed a picture of a Trick or Treat Studios mask, uh-huh. right? And uh-huh. this is what I got for thirty bucks. Well, I don't even know what it is. It's kind of a leather face thing, kind of a gimp a gimp thing but i signed it so we will i will uh we'll give that away and by the end of tonight we'll pick somebody and send it it's kind of it's kind of ugly but it's kind of ugly cool so we'll give that away uh um or we'll give it away uh somehow to you guys and i'll ship it out to you and you can give it to whoever deserves to have an ugly leather face mask oh my god you are too much
0: <laughs> i am
1: i am you are too much you're great
0: We have to come up with like a really good idea and do give it away on the 16th when we're with with you in person. Yeah, that's
1: what we should bring it with you to Jersey and we'll do something cool. That's great.
2: That's a great idea. We will. We'll give it away. Maybe we can get, um, how about this? Whoever is a member of uh, your page, the first person that shows up and finds you two or something like that. We'll, We'll figure it out
1: we'll, we'll but, be at okay. your table and they have to come find us when we're at your table or some something we'll figure we'll something figure out
2: something. we'll figure something out <laughs> all right is that, is that a smallville poster in the background that i see that nope no? no we got the oh, okay, okay.
0: well i think he's talking about the posters oh, yeah, behind the board me. board games they're like if board like children's board games were made into horror movies so that one is trouble and it's got like the little alien and that one is guess who, oh. all like above a bunch of saw blades. My yeah. room I love
2: it. And, and then, I, then I see Daniel. I see da- Oh, very nice. And then I saw Daniel Roebuck on your other wall.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips.
0: Yeah. yeah, this is my horror and board game room. Yeah. So the
2: other
1: side is all the Nightmare uh, on Elm Street. There's stuff scattered. But I will everywhere. say,
0: my Brett Wagner autograph is not hanging up in this room.
2: Not yet. We didn't get it. Framed. No, it's
0: not going to be in this room. It's it's a Sons of Anarchy one that I have. What are you...
2: What are so that's going to go in the, the bathroom, probably. <laughs> <Come
0: on. laughs> no, no. I'm putting that in... Um, a sh- I'm going to put it in a shadow box. I have a Sons of Anarchy shot glass that belonged to my uncle who passed away. So I'm going to make a little oh. display.
1: Yeah, that one's going to be in the living room. Yeah.
2: Very great. Yes. Very it's, cool. It's got
1: an important spot. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um you just i'm sorry i hijacked and we went off in a different direction
1: that's okay that's okay what did you just say
0: what did you get signed by him
2: yes
1: the crazies poster oh
0: duh we literally own four copies of the crazies i don't know how (laughs) we
2: We, what a great um what a great movie that was such a good let me tell you i'll tell you a little funny story about that movie so um Gosh, I'm trying to think. Uh, John Papsidera, who's a very huge casting director in LA. I mean, he's big. He casts some of the biggest movies you've ever seen. And I got an audition to go in, and it was The Crazies. And I totally thought, "Am I like, this is a Romero remake?" And I totally thought it was like Slow walking. I forgot that. You know, I, I don't think I ever fully watched the movie. I wasn't a huge fan of the original movie, right? So I put it out of my head. And I'm thinking Romero. And I'm like, so I did this scene as I'm like, was supposed to be a, like a truck driver from behind on the phone. And I turn around and I'm like, yeah. And I did it. And then immediately when I walked out of the room, I'm like, wait a minute. The crazies had nothing to do with slow friggin' zombies. And I just did some stupid thing on a telephone for this audition. But luckily enough, um, Breck Eisner, Michael Eisner's kid who directed it, I got cast. And that's uh, to date. Is one of my my favorite movies I ever got to do, and it was so fun filming. And um, that movie turned out great. I mean, I think uh, it should have it should have got a a, a, a a you know a part two. They set it up for a part two, okay. um, and we did really well the opening weekend. But we were in between Shutter Island and Johnny Depp's uh, Alice in Wonderland, so the next week we got killed. I think we opened up at eighteen million. Which, you know, the movie costs 18 million. Right. And I'm like, oh man, we're going to do well. This is going to. And then the next week was Johnny Depp's uh, Alice in Wonderland. You know, everybody went to go see Johnny <laughs> Depp's yeah, album. I'm Johnny Wonder...
1: Depp. I, you know, I don't go to so, movies all that often. I was at that movie.
2: <laughs> 2010. It was very tough, but uh, that also got me the cover of The Crazies. I mean, the cover of Fangoria, which I'm you know, and...
0: very familiar with that cover.
2: Yeah.
1: That's the next thing I need signed by you. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. So for uh, an actor who's, who got into acting because he likes horror movies and TV shows, as you guys know, to get the cover of any magazine, but Fangoria was such a big honor, but
0: absolutely.
2: I got buddies who've been on the cover three or four times. So now it's like, how do you get the cover? How do you get one more? Right.
0: You know, how do you
2: get, you know, just one more, but I, I love Fangoria. I think they only do a couple issues a year now, and then the rest is uh, online.
1: Right. A lot of publications went online. You know, real quick. So, the whole debate of, you know, um, originals versus remakes, The Crazies is one of the very few where I think the remake was actually better than the
2: original. 100%. It's it's Um, John
1: Carpenter's The Thing and the crazies are kind of the two and then the hills have eyes is the other one that stands out to me but other than that you know a lot of times you can't touch the original you can can do an okay job but you can't can't replicate it
2: it's it's tough and i heard you know when you hear stories about how they want to re like big trouble in little china i'm like with the rock as kurt russell or they (laughs) want to remake escape from new york and i'm like you can't do that because listen uh, escape from new york is just one of the greatest movies ever escape from la when they tried to do part two not so much oh, right. so just imagine trying to remake uh i mean even if you take some of these hot directors that are real popular right now
0: well i saw could, uh, jordan peele is redoing people under the stairs right yeah Does that and yeah. i would
2: and i would go see that i would i would well, love to. i mean really I, would. You know, I would i would go see that but However, you know some of these things. You're like, oh no, no, don't touch it, don't ruin it, don't mess with it. I mean, um, the the reboot, what was it, the prequel to the thing a couple of years ago?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: mm Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just not the it's not the same thing. I mean, in my opinion, of course. Nope, I agree. Uh, yeah, so it's it's tough to do that. I know uh, Damian Leone is really hot right now. Oh, yeah. uh, for good for for good reason, and someone said that the something he may do a reboot or something and it could just be uh I don't know if it was Halloween or something or something something that was far out there Friday the 13th or something but' he's
0: just gonna say I think I heard his name attached to wanting to do Friday the 13th yeah
2: now I I would I, I, you know I he's a great director and he's a very nice guy every time I see him at a convention he's very polite and how are you how's things and boy I, you know something like that would be great. It'll be interesting to see, you know. I mean, um, we especially in those franchises where you can't keep keep putting stuff out. You got to get original. You got to do some interesting things now. You know, our Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Marcus Nispel's, that I was lucky enough to work on for a week. um, You know, I I love the, the Gunnar Hansen and the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but Marcus Nispel's version with me and Andrew was so violent and so good. That it's you're like, ooh, okay, I can see where, you know, this kind of worked. You know, and Arlie Ermey was just kind of stole the... Arlie Ermy was more mean and brutal than Leatherface in that movie, for God's <laughs> sakes. I mean, but uh, yeah, anyways, there you go. Love it. All
0: right. what you, <clears throat> you kick it
1: off. I didn't know what you wanted to start with.
2: Is there more to kick off? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, what did we just well, do? We always love to focus on the new stuff. I know you've got a new movie coming out. Did you want to tell us about that a little bit cuz I think you're going to be the star of the movie?
0: Okay. Well, I mean
2: I am supposed to be filming in March a movie called Alien Fiends, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, there's uh yeah, it's uh it'll probably be my biggest character, I mean the longest in a movie ever I've ever done. It's a, it's a it's a good script. A guy named David Merlin who's a, an illusionist in a magician helped write it um and uh i'm pretty excited about that but then you know i did a movie with sean c phillips who's a director mm-hmm. um called desert fiends with a bunch of really good guys and eileen Dietz is in it uh, scout taylor compton's in it I, I may or may not kill her in that movie i don't know <laughs> and um eric yoder a guy i hope i'm saying his last name right uh, uh, the special effects guy came up with some really wicked cool uh, makeup and masks and stuff for us. These uh, uh these kind of can it's kind of like Hills Have Eyes ish, and uh, I'm pretty nice. excited about that. And awesome. everybody's yeah, and there's you know Eric, um, gosh, uh, I can't Eric Roberts is in it, and a whole bunch of other folks that are you know that you've you've seen in movies. Familiar so.
0: faces. You said that one was disinfected. Uh,
2: desert fiends and and we're they're just waiting they got some really good um the hype on it is very good i think it's going to be the grossest movie in fact i told me you need to get a sticker (laughs) grossest movie ever
0: i love that That's (laughs) like
1: that's
2: right a per hour because you'll people will go watch it right i mean half of the battle and i want to make movies as well right i've written scripts and i got a good one called kill billy i Helped write with this guy, the monster machine, Steven Niver. And um, um, it's all about artwork, man. When you're going into a Best Buy or you're going into somewhere and you see something, I mean, I'll pick up DVDs if the cover looks good. Right. Even when I'm flipping through on TV, because you know, we have so many channels now, shutter and all this other stuff that we can watch. Yeah. It takes me an hour to get through, but if if a, if a poster or something catches my eye then I'll, I'll 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 pick it up and look at it right and that's half the battle so desert Fiends, grossest movie ever or in the last 20 years so yes you're going to have to watch that uh but um besides that you know now that we're off a of strike so stuff's coming around and hopefully there'll be some big movies uh for 2024 in my uh in my wheelhouse and um just read a script for a movie called the uh, uh midnight maniac oh Ooh, that uh, sounds good. yes if you think of think of the crocus song from the 80s you guys are young but there was a song called midnight maniac in the 80s by a rock and roll band named crocus okay and uh it's, it's a pretty good script and I'm, I'm pretty excited about that so hopefully me and that director and writer will strike a deal so i can play maybe maybe the midnight maniac who knows We'll see.
0: Can't help but think Jeremy also is a co-host on a music podcast. And his the person that he co-hosts with is probably listening right now thinking, Oh, I know that band. (laughs) Because he knows freaking everything.
1: I'm young in age, but my music tastes like the crypt keeper. Yeah, my music tastes go back to like 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, more so than anything you hear now. (laughs) Good. That's great. I'm I'm a big rock and roll guy.
2: You know, what's funny is when I make reels, I'll make all these reels on Facebook and Instagram, especially when I have appearances or something coming up. In fact, I know this is backwards, but this was the gas station in Bastrop. Oh, we can see it straight. Yeah, it looks great. Oh, oh good. Uh, that's great. And that's good to know. Because I'm <laughs> always thinking, "Hey, I'm backward. No, it.
1: Only when you take selfies. You have to, like, do the flip thing. But when you're, yeah. I should be normal to you, too, hopefully. But,
2: but, but I will do, uh, I was just there over the weekend. And then we did a thing called Onset Cinema as well. I did that Friday, uh, Saturday night in Texas and Sunday I signed at the gas station, but I stayed at the gas station all week in the cabins in the back and pretty cool to be sitting there and driving around and
0: I feel like there's so many it. cool events there. Like no you know, events,
2: but like people, Texas is uh, a lot of history and film and stuff over there. And and those people, you know, I've never done Texas Frightmare, but I you know, I know that's a giant, giant con. That's one of the that, you know might be one of the top five in the United States. I've I've done a couple. Mm-hmm. You know, Horror Hound to me is uh, top five. Uh, Scare Fest, which I did uh, this year, top five. And I haven't hit you know um, Texas Frightmare yet, but I, I know from from friends that are in the business that that's a top five. You guys have uh, made the rounds to probably most of the. The big conventions and the little conventions all over the place. So
1: we've been to Texas. Yeah, that's a lot of fun.
0: But ironically enough, we missed some of the big ones. And he said we've never been to Scarefest and we've never yeah. been to Horror Hound. We
1: were going. We were going to try to go to Scarefest. Um, I don't. Something came up, but and well, we saw you were going to be there and Brian Bremer, Bremer was also going to be there. Yeah,
2: Brian was great. Brian was. Uh, I never met Brian until then, and he was such a nice guy. And yeah, he and John Henderson. Uh, John Henderson, who I do a podcast with, A Doomsday's Crypt. Uh, John, you know, had some busts for uh, Brian Bremer and um, uh, what the hell's that horror movie? Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. So we okay. he loaned him out to go put on Brian's table. Brian was such a, such a great guy and a thankful guy always coming by saying, hey, hello, and all that other stuff. So um, next year, let me just tell you, Scarefest, they're doing something special they bring in over 85 guests and next year i mean it really is going to be like the killers edition i think that's what they're going to call it so for you two and everybody in on, on your page i would suggest you i think it's the 20th october 20th weekend make sure that if there's one place you go in october you go to like,
1: i think we're going to be in the bahamas at that time aren't we <laughs> We have a cruise scheduled for her sister's getting married next year. So,
0: <laughs> will we'll be back in time?
1: Is it the weekend we come back?
0: No, it's okay. like a week after.
1: Oh, okay. Well, so maybe you we'll can oh, probably go. Maybe we'll be there then. We'll try and make it work.
2: Oh if man, that we got to try to make it. And, work then, work. and then let me tell you creep IE. I want uh, to so go to that one. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm 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 coming back in February and they, those two, those three guys have put that on, put on a hell of a show. And they bring in the, and if you like arcade games, they they do it up. They bring in all the cool pinball stuff. And that's awesome. That's great guest.
1: Alley. You know, I, I mean, and they're I have... having
2: the, they're bringing the 50th. So the, the 50th anniversary of Texas Chainsaw. So they're bringing all the alive folks that are still alive from there. And uh, of course, Scream and everybody else. It's, it's, that's a, it's a great show. Yeah
1: you know i will say as corny as it sounds guests like you and brian when we see them get announced we're more enticed to want to go to the show because you're friendly you're outgoing you know you care you want to be there you're not just putting in an appearance just to put in an appearance
2: yeah i mean look it's i mean it's like life too right right people will sometimes mail in their mail in their auditions. I mean, when I say mail in, you know, just kind of run of the mill, do a get an acting gig and just blah, blah, blah. But you know, yes. I'm 56 years old almost. And I can't, you know, with the strike on I, I, these conventions have helped, right. It helps. It helps everything. I'm blessed that. I, and, and hopefully people will look at that. 90% of the folks that are guests at the conventions are, they know that they're lucky to be able to go to a convention and make thousands of dollars on a weekend. Right. You know, it's, they're lucky and to be, to. and I've had some bad times. I mean, I'm not, can't say I've been perfect at conventions and been short with people and, but I'll always apologize. And if someone says something, I'll get right on right away and call them up and, or find out who they are and apologize and say something. Hey, I'm real sorry. It was 12 hour days. Like I, you know, the guys in scream and all those guys, I don't know how they, they will put in 12 hours a day. They will do signings for eight or 10 hours. Yeah. And then they'll do another four, uh, taking the student, the photo op. So just imagine, you know, Matthew Lillard, not how tired they are. And then they still, you see the pictures. Well, you guys know you've, you've been there. You've and they pictures.
1: don't show it either. We've, we've actually talked about them on our podcast before. Matthew Lillard's a great example. He always stays later yeah. than he's supposed to. Yeah. I, every show we've been to he's probably been at four or five now at least and the next day oh he stayed until one o'clock in the morning signing autographs and...
2: yeah you, you have to do that though I've watched, i watched because i i've done a you know i started doing conventions like 20 years ago um maybe not 20 years ago but you know 15 16 years ago and i didn't know how to do it i didn't know how to be at a convention i didn't know and i was sitting next to bill mosley and Sandwich between him and Sam Raimi or somebody else. And I was just like, I had no, and I was lost. I had no, but watching a Bill Mosley and how he deals with people. Watching like a Doug Jones, Doug the hug.
0: Yeah.
2: A, and, you I know, my you wife, here. my <laughs> wife is very good friends with Doug and I've become good friends. And yeah. you watch those two guys, I'm not saying working a convention, they're work, but they know how to be with everybody. And yeah. you can learn so much from those two. And if you're a brand-new person, you know, uh, to work in conventions and go into them, you can learn a lot from those guys. You know, you can even watch all the um, the Terrifier group, you know, the cast. Yeah. They're great. Um, David, great. you know, and, uh, and, and um, Damien Leone and the rest of the cast are so good to the fans mm-hmm. that – and I want to be that way too. I'm blessed to be able to go there. And it helps you, right, if they know that, hey – That guy, Brett Wagner, is good with the fans, doesn't get drunk, doesn't complain. I don't need a handler at my table. I'll do everything, I you know, and I will still go do whatever else you need, whether it's news, TV, then hopefully you get booked at a few more places and hopefully some of those directors. Because I'm a a fan. I love to go to these places because if I do have a spare minute, I'll go get an autograph or go BS with one of the directors and say, hey, you need me in Terrifier Three for God's sakes or four.
0: I agree. I'd, I'd sign that petition.
1: Well yes. I don't remember what the movie was. It was something recent, but your role, you were called the Fat Clown. So you could be in Terrifier uh, Three as the Fat Clown.
2: <laughs> oh my God. That was uh...
1: I don't know if I've seen that.
2: Uh, was it, no, for- uh, no, it I did crazy. that. That was a guy named Robert Robert Hall, almost human, who passed away, director, chrome skull, laid to rest great special F- fx guy um those were the the two brothers uh i believe they are cambodian um is it the yang i can't i can't think of their names but yeah we did this movie and i played the fat clown
1: i was like they couldn't even give you a real name they just called you the fat clown
2: <laughs> that was uh yeah that was a hell of a, a, you know, a whole day in this fat clown outfit it was <laughs> yeah, that was tough. I'm not gonna lie,
1: but you got through it, right?
2: <laughs> I got through it barely, yes. So, go ahead.
0: Um, was there a role that you have ever auditioned for that you really, really wanted that you didn't get?
2: Oh, yeah, a course. Um, got so, hundreds. <laughs> What was I the mean, biggest auditioning is um, a numbers game, right? So, I mean, all the same guys. I see all the same guys. At least before COVID, we would see the same guys. So, over thirty years of acting, I'd see the Robert Mukes. I'd see the uh, Michael Bailey Smiths. I see the Derek Mears, the Doug Tates, because we all audition for the same stuff. Right. Um, I auditioned for House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, I don't know. I don't. It wasn't for Robert's role, but it was. I think the real super tall guy. And I knew when they said A seven foot, I'm like, I'm not going to get this gig. I'm six foot five. <laughs> but that would have been great. Um, um, I auditioned for one of the the later um, Alien Alien movies, which I would have died for. And I remember, the, I forget what it was called, The Last Alien. And I went in and said, "What is this? Some kind of you know, gonna kind of, some kind of B Alien movie?" And the guy goes. Uh, no, this is the next installment of Alien. I was like, all right, I'm not getting this gig. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, tons, tons, tons of stuff. I mean, just, but as an actor, you just got to move on and do, I mean, you yeah. just got to put it past you and you just got to get it out of your head and hopefully your agent gets you more auditions. As you get older, the auditions are not as much, I've learned. You don't get as many auditions as you did when you are in your 30s, even in your 40s, so then you have to be really prepared when you do get a good audition and not blow it and be prepared. That's the, my one advice for any actors coming up is be prepared. Don't sit and watch TV and then go back to your script and then watch TV, you know, sit down for a couple good hours and study your, study your lines. Cause that's um, one of the biggest things is when you get in there to audition is to try to be off book, as we say. So you're not keep going, looking down at your, And looking back up. You want to be off your script, which is not the easiest thing in the world. No, no. But it looks better for that director and whoever else is looking at that tape. Right.
1: You know, you touched on COVID. What was the difference, you know, auditioning during COVID as opposed to auditioning pre-COVID?
2: Man, pre-COVID, you get an audition, you go in, right? You get to audition, casting directors there. If you go through it and she can say, "Uh, no, that's not what they're looking for. Let's try it this way. Or that's perfect. Or, you know, when you, all of a sudden COVID hit, we don't, you you hardly ever, you don't even go in hardly anymore. Commercially they just started bringing people back, which is great. Cause I'd rather go in and be able to say, Hey, I have a question about this scene or um, I'm better in a room as it is. Right. I'm better to be able, cause I might know the direct, I study. Right. Um, I study up on the guy, whoever's directing it, especially if I get a call back, but you want that callback. You want to be able to go in there and know you did a good job and you can feel good about it because when I take myself and I send it in, you don't know, you have no clue. You know, there's 8 million people and plus more people um during COVID, even especially doing voiceovers. Cause I, I'm the voice of a, a lawnmower company for 21 years, bad boy mowers and was the voice of this TV show monster garage during COVID. Everybody bought stuff. They bought all the camera, the recording equipment. So it flooded the market. So there's people that are never done a voiceover uh, in their life. And yet they're st- auditioning for the roles I would go in for in the same with acting. I think a lot of people got uh, the bug and, and it's, it's, you know, I'm not knocking them. I mean, it's great, but, Right. My problem is, is when athletes, guys <laughs> that used to make millions of dollars, then all of a sudden they want to be actors. You made your millions. Stay out <laughs> of our business. <bedroom. laughs>
1: or I, I was a big, as a kid, I loved broadcasting. <clears throat> so like I would play, you know, the newest Madden would come out. I would turn oh, the volume yeah. down and I would do my own play by play. But it's funny because all of the athletes, that's the jobs they go into now. To your point, they get done on the field and it's like, oh, let me go, you know, in front of the microphone now and just talk about it. And it's like, well, there went that dream? <laughs> I don't
2: I don't mind so much pro wrestlers like um, Samoa Joe, uh, who wrestles for AEW. And he, he uh, he's winding down his career. And I used to do a, we used to do a, a, a show together called Wrestling 101. And John Cena used to answer our phones. That's how far back that was. <laughs> and um but joe is such a good actor and he hasn't been able to show up because he's been doing the wrestling for so long but he just got in he played sweet tooth i think that's um, the twisted metal
1: twisted metal yep yeah.
2: and You're i'm like great. i know that i saw that and i said i know that body i know that body very well that's samoa joe so we just uh talked to him last week uh, my wife went down to get some autographs from some of the wrestlers and he was there and i got on the phone with him and told him to stay out of my damn business <laughs> but he's a great guy i'm I'm super excited for you've had your batistas your john cena's you had the, obviously the rock yeah even stone cold still does movies and tv shows but uh i think samoa joe is going to be the next big breakout star as far as an actor from the wrestling world
1: very cool you know speaking of wrestling you did wrestling at one point did you not
2: yeah i was i i think i Legitimately had two wrestling matches my whole life, but I was a bad manager. I was like a Bobby the Brain Heenan. The um, weasel. A, you know, <laughs> the weasel, man. The best in the business. Yes. Um, the, my, the big swag. That's where my name Big Swag came from. Okay. And I worked for a company called Ultimate Pro Wrestling. Okay. Uh, that's where John Cena came from, Samoa Joe, a whole bunch of other guys that became very famous in the business. And I did it for five years, but I was so big at six foot five 350 pounds that the wWF at the time was like hey ah, he's just he's too he's as big as the wrestler so they didn't think it looked well as far as a manager and I at the time I was the voice of the TV show monster garage with Jesse James and on Discovery Channel so I was making money I was acting as well yeah so I didn't I just I put in a good five or five and a half years in the pro wrestling business and that's, you know, a long, it's, that's a long it's, time. You can't make if you can't make the money, you can't make the money, right? So, you got to be on TV to be making that money. And, yeah. you know, some of these guys that have stayed in it for 20 plus years, more power to them because it's very tough. It's tough on the body.
1: Yeah, I can imagine, you know, a lot of people, and this was something that I was genuinely curious about. Our listeners might not care, but I assume, were you an athlete in? high school college before you got into wrestling or was it just something that you know you thought so, you to be a manager and that was it
2: yeah you know i was i was an athlete in high school and i played you know football basketball baseball um even did some swimming until i realized i'm too big and the speedos not- <laughs> that's, a, that's uh, a
0: tough
2: one <laughs> didn't look good in a speedo so um yeah i did that for a while and then i, I played my my life was playing basketball every day at the park you know, but um, I wasn't so much of a, a good athlete once I got into the pro wrestling. I got into it late. Gotcha. Probably when I was 30, 35, I think. Wow. Um, yeah. That's... So it was really late. And it's just too tough to to learn that business. You know, you you, you would have to be a phenomenal athlete. But, you know, I did what I could and having that extra weight being 350 pounds helps when you're taking bumps and falling and going through tables and stuff. But, yeah, (laughs) it's definitely now if I would have started in my 20s, it might have been a different story. And I probably could have been a but I I always do stuff that I like. Right. I got into acting because I wanted to be in horror movies and TV shows. I got into wrestling because at like 32 or something, I was just like having a midlife crisis. And I'm like, you know, I always like wrestling. Let me try it. Let nope. me see what I can do. Yep. You know, I wanted to do radio. I had a radio show. I got lucky. You know, but so in entertainment, just like you guys do, you guys do your own thing, right? You didn't have someone say you can't do this. You just did it, right? And you do a good job at it. So it's you just gotta. If you want to be an entertainer, you got to try everything. Throw it up against the wall. Hopefully something sticks. Right. Hopefully something remembers you and you can go and do interviews and I can go do radio. It doesn't have to be. I, I can do comedy, so and a lot of that comes. And I can do a radio show, right? So it helps sometimes when you're doing conventions and they don't want to go do the morning news. And they go, "Hey, will you swag? Will you go do the?" Of course, I'll go. Yeah, just tell me what time I got to be up, and you know, uh, and you know, whether I'm doing a car show or a motorcycle event, I'll get up early and. it's At five, you know, you go to Iowa and do shows in Iowa. You're up at five. You're at the radio station or the TV station at 5 a.m.
0: Hey, that's just that's before the crop day. report.
2: Comes, you know, yeah. just before the crop report comes out. And there, hey, we have the uh, big swag from Monster Garage in the house. Uh, swag, how are you? I'm like, you know, I'm sleeping, but I'm here. Let's go.
1: <laughs> I need more coffee.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: doesn't taste like corn.
2: No, I don't know Iowa. I
1: don't know if they're corn or not. Um, it's big corn. Okay, I thought I know like Nebraska is, but I wasn't sure.
0: So I feel like you are often cast as roles very similar to your personality, like a bodyguard, biker. Would Mm -hmm. you rather play roles like that, or do you want to get different, like more challenging roles? Do you like the easy stuff, or do you want something that challenges you more?
2: Easy stuff. Um, (laughs) no, no, it's a great question. It's it's obviously easier to play a biker because I am a biker. It's easier to play a bodyguard because I've done it for so long. So, um, you know, I was a bodyguard and worked bars with R.A. Mihailov when I was 19 years old, so. Um,
0: I wouldn't fuck around in that bar.
2: No, <laughs> oh, no, man. Um, <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't believe me. Back then it was, you know, an R.A. R.A. is a sweet man. You guys know that he's the nicest guy in the yes. world, but back in the day, you know, you would come into a bar and act the wrong way. You wouldn't want Leatherface throwing you out. No, um, <laughs> but um, it's obviously easy easier to do that stuff and it's great I mean I love that stuff but yeah sometimes challenging and again you get you know the alien list I'm I have a big role in it and um, it's huge so yeah you get a little nervous and then you just gotta go alright look at I just you do the best you can and you hope 30 years of life experiences and being on a movie set and all that stuff will pay off and there's good people that are good. Friend of mine's going to be filming it and so, uh, being the you know, the DP, uh, so yeah, I mean, a challenge is great, easy is wonderful because it's <laughs> you just you, you want as an actor, you want to get the gigs, right? Well, yeah, you know, if, if um, I like comedy, I'm really good at comedy, so comedy is probably most of my out of a hundred, you know, acting credits over 30 years majority of that's comedy very little is horror related so um the happy you know a lot time of, murders
0: that's what i was thinking of earlier that's what we had on oh that.
2: happy time murders yeah my scene got cut down to i think four or five seconds but uh it was still fun i got to you know melissa mccarthy for god's sakes i was like oh my gosh she's so good she was <laughs> in one of the funniest movies ever identity thief with one. robert patrick for god's sakes which I'm like, this is so fun. This movie, they should have done a sequel to that. Two or three. She's so good in that. So I was just excited to be in a movie with her. And that movie was fun. I kept hitting, punching the puppet. We kept punching this guy. It was one of the puppets. And the guy that has his hand up the puppet that's, you know, keeping it up in the air, he goes, hey, you guys got to relax. This is my bread and butter. The hand is what makes me my money. So stop <laughs> punching it so hard. <laughs>
0: I remember I had it on TV and Jeremy came home from work and he's just like, what the hell are you watching? And I'm like, I'm doing research, Jeremy.
2: Just... <laughs> yeah, I, was the, I was in the
1: middle of the movie, so I had no, <laughs> I had no, no concept idea. of what was happening.
2: Yeah. And then I just did a, you know, I got to work with um, Charlie Day and those guys in uh, Fool's Go- or Happy uh, Fools Paradise, which came out this year, which was very fun. Yep. Tiny role player. John Malkovich, his limo driver, bodyguard. But, hey, man, I got to sit on the set and watch John Malkovich, you know, work, which was so amazing. You're just like, golly, this guy's just crazy. And he's so such a unique individual. And Charlie Day was so great. And, you know, um, that's good. You know, here's a funny story. So when I was 19, 20 years old, I used to work a bar in Hollywood called Smalls i was the doorman mark ruffalo was the bartender i think i got my i got my agent before mark ruffalo and uh maybe i should have waited because mark has done extremely well <laughs> but mark is, uh, is a is really good guy my wife will see him time to time at some screenings he's always very so if you guys ever see mark ruffalo out there you tell him that uh, the big guy brett wagner the doorman at small says hello Got it. Okay, we will.
0: All right. So I have a question. This is like so weird, but you like to go to taco places every time you go to different shows. Do you research these places ahead of time or are you just in the area and like you have a natural ability to like sense where good taco places?
2: They're usually in bad neighborhoods. (laughs) uh the good ones (laughs) the good ones yep um no you know i just i love tacos right so me
0: too that's uh, why i had to ask i need to know so billy gibbons
2: the singer is easy top billy gibbons who became a friend of mine many years ago he's such a good guy and he's like you know he can find good mexican food wherever he is and i remember he's like you just tell me where you are and he'll tell you it's down the street down first street that to go through an alley entrance it's going to look rough but then at the ending you you'll come across the greatest taco place in the world (laughs) so i just i love when i go places i will might do a little research before but usually it's there when i'm there i'll take a look around look at some ratings and i will tell you that there the i'm going to do albuquerque comic con in january back in albuquerque uh new mexico and there's a place called el paisa which is in a rough neighborhood, but it's got the best tacos and the best hot sauce. And uh, I'm just I'm excited that the owner was very cool, and when he heard Leatherface, you know, was at his place, he was all excited. Like, oh, Leatherface at uh, you know El Paisa, so <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so I, I but I just it's it's fun. It's something to do, you right. know.
1: So sticking with that theme real quick, how do you handle all the travel? I feel like you are traveling we every, like, every like three or four
2: days. Um, it's tough. I mean, like, you gotta I, I yeah, I, I don't travel as much as Felissa Rose or Bill Mosley.
0: Oh Lord. <laughs> However, uh to this
2: I, it's tough. You gotta stay in semi shape, right? So um and so I try to go to the gym and I, because the uh, travel will get tough. I mean, this year I was gone for like eight weekends in a row. So, you know, and we have a dog and my wife uh, works. So we were just lucky enough. I mean, not lucky, but the strike was going on. So it just, uh, she didn't have to, we didn't have to get a babysitter because our dog is, does not like other dogs. So it's a the wow,
1: story of my life. <laughs> you have a German shepherd, right?
2: We do. We rescued our German shepherd from uh um when rescue her but she has a rescue Linda Blair.
1: Oh wow,
2: okay. Yeah, so we have an exorcist dog.
1: I Sweetest dog that. in the that world. Awesome. So
2: another dog comes around.
0: That's my so dogs are the same the way. Cup.
2: It's just tough. To, I can't who, who, who am I going to leave him with? Right. All my friends are like I'll take him. I'm like don't you have a dog and they go yeah and I'm like yeah. It won't work. <laughs> Because my that's, wife, yeah. my wife would like to go. You know, we, we over the first twelve years of our, and we've been together twelve years. So over the first ten years, she'd always pick one or two gigs that I was doing, whether a bike event or car show or horror movie related convention, and would go and we have a good time. But now it's just super tough. Yeah. With the dogs, it's like having a kid, a baby. <laughs> yep
0: sure that's the struggle I run into I have two dogs and it's hard to find dog sitters they're they're crazy so yeah it's hard to pick and choose for conventions when I go
1: it's nice when we can do the day trips like when we see you in New Jersey next month that'll be a day trip for us so we don't need someone to watch the dogs but we could still come say hi hang out and you know experience the show grab tacos
0: with Brett and Felissa after (laughs)
2: there you go are there ta- are there good tacos in Jersey?
0: I don't know. That's a question for you, buddy. You got to figure that <laughs> out. I'll
2: call Billy. Yeah, Listen, I'll don't... call Billy. I'll call ZZ Top right now <laughs> and uh, and find out if there are good tacos in Jersey. Now I'm excited about that. Um, I've been bugging that to I've been so. bugging that guy for years to go do the, that show in New Jersey.
1: Horrorcon. Well. Four. This we, one's a sideshow market. We like the sideshow
0: con. The sideshow markets are a lot smaller. Yeah, sure. I like the, but I I feel like you do a lot of like those similar events, like where it's just like a one day, a couple hour type. Yeah. But I like the New Jersey horror cons where they're like full weekend type things. I will
2: I will be at the full weekend as well. I think in August. So
0: I that is so good to hear because I really want my dad to meet you because growing up as a kid, like we watched monster garage together all the time and he doesn't get starstruck so like it's not like he's like oh my god I gotta meet the big swag like he doesn't I don't want to say he doesn't care but like he doesn't get starstruck so it's just whatever but I know it would be super cool and I feel like they'd really get along and just like to see them like chat would be fun for me more so I (laughs) guess but I know he's working on the
2: 16th so well well, let's let me see here I just want to make sure I wrote I don't have the calendar here, but I think it's in August that I'll be doing because uh, the promoter said there's these are the two dates and I was like, great. So I'm going to hold it to it. So yeah, we'll do the... Melissa Rose actually asked me about the, are you available the 16th? So good looking out for, I appreciate her. We did a movie, a tiny little movie together this year and I, I get to see her at conventions and uh, I really enjoy uh, doing a convention with her and she's another person that's just, wild
1: so fabulous with the with the she doesn't have an off
2: button she has unbelievable energy no no it's 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 pretty amazing i don't know how she does it, and she's got kids for god's sake so how she does that and keeps that 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 spark alive is another one you can watch if you're a if you're a, a new person to the convention circuit if you watch her plus she's a good actress and she's an even better human being so I got blessed to do that, so I'm lucky. We'll be doing that, and then uh,
0: I can't wait to see you know. that. We uh yeah. were executive producers on one of her recent movies that came out. So next on the agendas, we got to be executive producers on a Brett Wagner movie.
1: Right, <laughs> listen, we'll talk about the Alien list, but it has an it's an IndieGoGo. I know, so we'll definitely be promoting that, and I'd like to contribute to that.
2: <clears throat> yeah, you look like a midnight maniac guy. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, okay. I think okay. uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, but, maybe, Yeah, there's, there's maybe they'll
1: have one of those offers where I can pay like a couple hundred bucks and act with you or get killed by you or something.
2: How cool! Would oh that my
0: be? God, that was <laughs> so fun.
2: So I, I, I killed, uh, you know, when we did, when we did um, Desert Fiends, they had a perk, the 666, 666 bucks to come in and get killed by Leatherface. There you go. Perfect. And like six people did it. And it was great. And three of them, I killed all at one time. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, yeah. So that was great. Uh, look at Indiegogo's uh, even if you're an actor, a beginning actor, or you're someone that wants to get into the business there, people go, Oh, you're paying for this. You're, pay-. It's a great opportunity. And I, this is someone that's been in the business for 30 years. Listen, Terrifier 2 had a huge Indiegogo campaign. Right. If, if, if for some reason I wasn't paying attention, because believe me, I would have loved to. I, would, I wouldn't care if I would have paid to be, you know, to help get that movie made, first of all, and then to be in the movie. Yeah, for God's yeah. sakes, man. So it's, uh, yes, there's thousands of Indiegogo's that go up, and I would pick and choose wisely. But if you see someone that you know that you like that's in that movie, and you're friends with them, and you want to help promote it, but there's nothing. There's nothing bad about that. My buddy Joe Gonzalez, Dirty Joe, uh, was in Desert Fiends. Uh, was in uh, a whole bunch of other movies, and now he just and he got some of us together and he did a music video and it keeps winning all these awards at every horror film festival for best music video and all this stuff. And I'm just like Mike, and the guy just got back from uh, Days of the Dead with the, yep. um, Chicago just over the weekend. And I'm like, this guy's traveling all over now, doing these conventions, and I'm so happy and and proud of him. And uh, let me just make sure, yeah, Dirty Joe. Um, and I'm so proud of this guy. I'm so proud of this guy from, but he's all over the place doing stuff, and he contributes to a lot of campaigns and does that. And there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And uh, I, my wife and me, contribute to stuff all the time, just to help out. Because if I know a filmmaker, it's not easy to get a movie done.
1: No, <clears throat> no, aren't, we've every little bit helps, right? So even if it's just yeah. a special thanks for you know ten bucks or whatever, at all, at the end of the day, if there's ten people giving ten bucks, there's a hundred dollars. Yeah.
2: Right, listen, twenty dollars, ten bucks, five bucks—it doesn't matter. Um, we did the the Evil Three, uh CJ Vecchio, a director out of Chicago. We did this movie, and CJ's great at get raising money, but they had five dollar perks for God's sakes. But yeah, you know, like you said, if a hundred people donate to that five dollar perk you know whether it's a poster this stuff gets done and you can feel proud about it that you helped get a movie done because not everybody's going to have now you know uh the terrifier people will never need to do another indiegogo unless they want to they will never need to do that again i'm sure that's
0: unfortunate for us that
2: is unfortunate it is believe me me too um (laughs) but they will never need to do that again but they've they proved that the the concept works, is what they've done. they mm-hmm. proved that the whole Indiegogo thing, and so does uh, what is it, Never Hike Alone? Um,
0: yeah, the, uh,
2: the 13th, yeah, the, the, those those, those fan films. About. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: okay, at Nickel City,
2: yep, yeah, um, raised a lot of money. Yeah, now the, the only problem with fan films is you can't make any money on them, you yeah. get them done if it's a fan film and then it's, you can't, you can't monopolize on it, but you do a great job, get the movie done. Actors get paid to be in it. Right. Uh, and if it's good, the producers and production and the film studios can look and go, that guy made a good movie. Right. What can we throw him or people will want to donate to your next project of a, you know, a standalone film.
1: So <laughs> she's scrolling the list here. <laughs> we got a bunch of questions. Sorry, if you yeah, need I'm to sorry. go, don't feel like we're holding you up. Please. Oh,
2: you're not holding me at all. my Wife's coming home from Warner Brothers. I when I hear the garage door open, I know I got to get busy. Oh,
1: nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, bye guys. Um. Wow. Where do I? Okay. So, I mean, I know the answer to this, but for our listeners that may not know, how did you become the lost Leatherface? Like, what is the story behind that? Can you share with them? Sure. Um, I don't know Jeremy. Do you even know? know
2: oh, okay. So I don't even know how we get stuck with that lost Leatherface. So some fan called me the lost Leatherface. I'm like, well, that works, because I was trying to brand myself. Because okay, so uh, 2002, probably the end of 2002. I knew they were. That's when they were looking to make the movie. It was all you know, in all the magazines and all the the websites. Oh, and I saw they were looking for a local hire in Texas for Leatherface. I'm like, man, they're gonna hire some football player, some ex-Dallas Cowboy football player, some bouncer at some strip Mm -hmm. club in Texas. And I'm like, this is just for God's sakes, it's leatherface. Hire someone that knows what they're doing. And I was so bummed. And then I went in for a commercial audition. And if you go into a commercial audition, sometimes they're at a a certain place that'll have five different studios. And you'll walk in and say, in room one, Burger King, and room two. You know, Tampax. What, I don't know. I just threw that out there. And then in room three, it would be Ford. <laughs> and then I saw room five, it said TCM. And I'm like, that's gotta be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, who, what, is, what is TCM? And they were using that studio for just, a, I, get, I don't forget what they were casting because I think everybody was cast. It must've been a part for one of the smaller roles or something. And I called my commercial agent. I said, hey, so-and-so's doing this. Will you ask? if they haven't cast Leatherface yet, if because I booked a commercial with her, if she could put me on tape for Michael Bay. He called and she said, yes, she will put you on tomorrow, one o'clock. And I was like, all right. So I went and bought some cheap suit. And I was big. I was 350 pounds, 360. I went to a Salvation Army, bought some cheap suit for like 10 bucks. So I looked really giant because it didn't fit real good. And I figured, well, this is the best kind of Gunner Hansen thing I'm going to look like, you know. I go in he said, what do you want to do? I said, just roll the tape. And I went and said, Michael Bay, I said, you don't want to waste this role on some local hire in Texas. I said, you know, Leatherface was a big meaty son of a bitch. He was a bastard. And please don't waste this on just some jabroni out of Texas that doesn't understand this, you know, who Leatherface was. And I said a couple other things. And then I, there was a little girl working the camera, and I picked her up real quick and threw her over my shoulder and she yelped. <laughs> And I, I said, I'll, I'll, with her over my shoulder, I said, I'll see you in Texas. And I, I walked off camera with the chick. <laughs> the, casting director, the casting director said, Is that all you want to do? I said, That's it. <laughs> and then the next day she called and said, Hey, Michael Bay thought you were funny and you're hired. I was like, What? First person I called was R.A. Mahila. All right, I guess who the little leather faces He's like, Oh, well, it was not me. And I'm like, It's me. And he was so happy. That's I amazing. called hundreds of people in like 30 minutes you know, at least a, I will be on probably a hundred people. I called and just kept leaving messages. I'm the new love. And then the casting director called back like an hour later and said, don't tell anybody, by the way, <laughs> oh, no. No, really sure. but we had two months. Um, you know, I would go to the gym every day for two months and study the script kind of, I mean, it's not really much to study, just trying to figure out what uh, I'll be doing physically and whatnot. And we got there and, um, was there for a couple of days without any filming. And then I think uh, I did kind of a couple hours doing something on camera. Most of it was getting into the costume and having our director, Marcus Niskel, look at it and say what he liked and didn't. And then the uh, first really full day of shooting was the camper kill, where I'm, and I kept, uh, once I hit him with the sledgehammer, I um, kept dragging him and dragging him and dragging him. And it was so hot in that outfit and in the house that i eventually collapsed on the ground had heat stroke i said hey take me outside i i got to get this mask off and i drank like seven gatorades But i thought okay my body i'm feeling better but when you get heat stroke all your muscles tighten up and when i went to stand up my back just whoosh, tightened up and i've had that injury before and i know it takes about a week to heal from wrestling and You know, went to the hospital that night, long drive in that van from the house up to the road and then dropping you off at the hospital Got the rest of the cast in the the van. And, uh, you know, I mean, the producer, one of the producers came up, said, how long? I said, it's going to probably take a week. And I kept calling transportation every day. Pick anybody up? No. Second day, pick anybody up? No. Third day, he's like, I picked up this big, loud buff guy. And I'm like, and I knew right away you know, because Andrew had worked with them on Pearl Harbor before, so they needed someone my height. Uh, you know, Andrew wasn't my build, obviously. He was very jacked up and and uh, very muscly, uh, but, um, you know, I was very happy for him. He did a great job, and, and uh, but yeah, so a lot of people didn't know that there was another guy that would, played Leatherface, and only over the last couple of years have i talked about it because some magazines talked about it and and then i realized i can make some money doing conventions uh more so than the crazies and some of the other stuff i've done you know um i had to come to grips you know early on i didn't talk about it because i was like god damn i was leatherface and then i lost it so but even being leatherface for a week as i like to say or that you know one scene in the beginning of the movie it's still the first thing it's your introduction to leatherface yeah. and you know when years later years later oh. i see the you get the cough button buddy
1: Sorry, and
2: years later <laughs> years <laughs> later when i saw the trailer finally saw the trailer like a year ago for the and i would just imagine the movie theater in the trailer that shows me slamming that door shut real quick and that's the ending of it i was like oh man <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so if you don't have if you think you've had every other every leatherface has signed your stuff besides Robert Jacks because that would be pretty tough. I paid eight hundred dollars for a Robert Jack signature on a on a poster, which is my pride and joy because he passed away. um if you don't have me on your thing you're you're missing out. so, yeah, so I've come to grips with it. I enjoy it it's I'm still a part of history
1: absolutely and um.
2: You know, it's uh, not many people can say they played Leatherface, even for. I was going to say.
1: Minute. I mean, even if you think back to the first Halloween, how many different people played Michael Myers in the movie, and nobody views the movie thing. differently, you know, based on that.
2: Tony Moran's in it for what? Four seconds? Five seconds? Yeah, he's made a pretty good living.
1: Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So
2: uh, it's... I think I last fifty-eight seconds. So you go. You got him beat. <laughs> I do have him beat. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, It's great. It's, um, but you never, like I said, I'm an entertainer, right? I don't, I'm not just an actor. I, I I try to do everything. So whether podcasting radio shows, I mean, unless you get extremely lucky and I I don't want to have to go get a real, I don't even know what a real job would be anymore. I don't know (laughs) what, you know, I don't know what I would do unless I'm doing a radio show Right. or so you try to do everything you know to try to make a living and the conventions obviously help and that's why you see me doing so many and then i start to panic now because i had i've done so many this year that i'm like and conventions book a year out
1: yeah
2: right so they you know i'm contacting people now for like july and they're like oh man we're already booked july well something
1: that has impressed me with you um personally that i've that I've noticed because I've, I follow you on Facebook and I see your posts. My, you, my keep soft your, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you keep yourself fresh is something that I've seen with your merchandise. You don't have the same things over and over and over again. You have some unique stuff. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that just kind of stood out to me that, you know, you keep yourself constantly changing and not just generic showing up and here's my yeah. photos and that's it.
2: Because well, I'm limited on what I can Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? 99.9% of it's all Andrew. So I'm limited to some screen grabs. Mm-hmm. I'm limited to, um, I get artists to draw stuff for me, whether it's the skateboards, Michael Toth, who's in and, uh, uh, skateboards the thing. <laughs> the skateboards are hot, man. I mean, I hate that I have to try, you know, I pay a lot for them to get done and I have to charge a little bit more, Right. but it's a great investment. Mm-hmm. Those things look great on the wall, right? So skateboards... I do the sledgehammers. No one does sledgehammers. So I do the sledgehammers, obviously. I mean, I will sign a chainsaw, but I always tell people I'm up front and I say, look at, I never, I held the chainsaw. There's one picture, I think, in, um, if you get the exclusive booklet or the exclusive DVD, there's a picture like some picture of like Leatherface in a a barn, I think. And I'm pretty sure that's me because I remember when we were testing it, I was sitting there holding it, testing (laughs) it for a second. But other than that, I got to come up with cool stuff, unique stuff. I do the comic books, which are very tough to get from the two thousand three, two thousand five era. Um, I go, I, I go to the company that still has stuff. They're running out though, um, and they'll, I'll say, hey, can you send me forty comic books? And they'll say, I'll see what we got. And they'll, and I don't, you know, they just send them, and I take whatever I get. Uh, Pictures, comics, uh, of course, uh, Leatherface costume photo ops are a big deal, which I love doing. Um, One of these shows uh,
1: needs to do you, Mark, and like RA all together, like a group Leatherface photo op. That would be so much fun.
2: Let's talk about Mark. Yeah, Mark Burnham. What a great guy. Uh, The new Netflix. I like to call him the new guy because he is the new guy. I hope they give him a a shot at doing the... Because, you know, I, I think Netflix has the rights to two more uh, Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre so hopefully they let uh they let Mark do it
0: Mark is uh, a human
2: He's a great guy um we were just chatting today um I have done shows we just did a Scarefest me and RA doing dual leather face photo ops uh Niagara Falls Comic Con in June I'll do it with uh, Bob Elmore we'll do double photo ops Scarefest I'm just telling you folks Scarefest 2024 I'm i'm just telling you they may have every single leather face there every single one that's alive might be there just think of the killers killers that's the theme i believe i don't think i'm giving anything away i think they've talked about it so but 85 guests 90 guests you gotta be at scarefest 2024 but um yeah so um where the hell were we what were we talking about um mark burnham mark burnham Mark Burnham's such a great guy. Bob Elmar's such a good guy. You know, in my past, I've never met Bill Johnson, um, besides being friends with him on Facebook. Uh, uh, Dan Yeager, very good friend of mine. Uh, leather-faced, you know, 3D. Um, and those guys are, they've all brought something to the table, you know, they've all been their thing and they've all been great uh, there, there's only one leatherface movie which i cannot stand and that's the pre, where they're kids and they filmed in like bulgaria it was called Le- not ari mihailov's leatherface but the one before mark burnham's and that's about it otherwise everybody has brought their own special thing to it even robert jack's you know the Cross dress and Leatherface, I still thought it was you know Matthew McConaughey, Renee Zellweger, still has still great great stuff in there, and of course yeah. I'm very partial to uh, Part Three with R. A. Mahaloff and Ken Forey and Jennifer Banco, who I've done some shows with, who's out of her mind and fun and screaming <laughs> and yelling all over the place. Wild, yeah, yep. yeah. So it's all good stuff, you know. Uh, but just, as an actor, you got to keep going. I mean, yes, now I'm going to play different roles. I'm not going to be too physical on the stuff, but I, I can still scare the crap out of people. And I'm still a good enough actor. So if you got a gig, I'm ready to go. And if you want me to kill that man right there on the other side of the screen, or that young <laughs> lady. Yeah. Just, hey, either hey, one of us. Hey, yeah. I would definitely,
0: it. I would definitely be honored to be killed by you, too. Hell yeah. but I'd also be super supportive mm. if they wanted Jeremy instead. So, either one of yeah, us. Yeah, just we'll no romantic
2: comedies. No.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can be like, scared uh, together. Like,
1: I will, I will <laughs> say, her niece would. You'd be a great person to have her niece. I was meet. telling him. Oh, okay, because she she likes Leatherface, but she got really scared of Leatherface. So I think if she got well, to meet like. Because. <laughs> Took her when she was
0: like three to a haunted house. My friend Aunt has, of the year here. <laughs> my friend puts together this backyard haunted house, who actually um I believe Dan Eager was there before because his agent is buddies with the guy that puts it together. Um, this was many years ago. But um I took my niece and she she loves it. She loves like the characters, she doesn't watch the movies, right? But she knows who Freddie is, she knows who, she doesn't know what Freddie does and she doesn't know what Jason does. But she knows of the people. And so she knew Leatherface. And then we went through and it was fine because they were like cautious with her. They didn't like purposely try to scare her. But then we were out. And then the guy that played Leatherface in the haunt fired up his chainsaw to scare somebody else. And she kind of oversaw that. And she was just out at that point. She's like, I'm going to throw Leatherface and his chainsaw in the garbage.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I used to work a haunt called uh, the Factory of Nightmares uh, when I was a kid, like 15, 16, 14, 15, 16, the North Hill JCs put on. And I remember, man, I was like 15 years old, tall and lanky, you know. I was like six five back then. I would take this chainsaw, you know, obviously we had the the chains off of them, but I'd hide in the women's Andy Gumps, right, and the porta-potties. And when someone would open that, it'd be like, and then come out and they pee in their pants and I'd, and, uh, so it's just really weird that, uh, you know, so I was 15, so 30 years later, whatever it is, I was playing uh Leatherface in real life, but I love doing the haunts. I love doing, it doesn't really matter. You know, we'll go do like this weekend we did, um, the past weekend, I was at the gas station, which was great. And the, the night before, I was with Onset Cinema. Uh, that's the Myers House, NC, if you've ever seen oh, that. Kenny, yeah. he's got the house, and he duplicated it and built the house. He does the Onset Cinema, where he goes to where the movies were filmed, and we'll bring in a group. We had two groups of 50 people that watch the movie, and i do a little speech with them and take photos yeah. with them. And that was pretty exciting. The power went out. And so we had to have generators in there, and it was kind of spooky. But I get to talk to the folks beforehand, and then they watch the movie, and then we do some pictures and costume. So, you know, big or small, I mean, you know, uh, big conventions have their own. You know, yes, you can make more money, but, you know, it's a lot of work. When there's 20,000 people coming through a convention over three days, that's a lot of work. That's it's. But You know, so sometimes the smaller things are cool and uh they're unique and so but um yeah i got a uh, next weekend terror trader which is in uh chandler arizona they are putting on they have a 24 7 you know the 24 7 but 365 days a year horror store where they have they you know they do stuff and they're putting on uh, this december show at mesa so i'm pretty excited about that felissa rose dave sheridan Andrew Divoff. The Wishmaster nice. and some other folks. So we're gonna be doing that December second and third. And then my last gig of the year, December 16th. I'll see you guys for the New yes. Jersey Horror Con pop-up market, the marketplace, the horror market, right? Yes. In Edison
1: Market Sideshow Market or something like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In Edison, New Jersey. So I'm excited about that. And again, want to send a shout out to Felissa Rose for getting me that gig and I'm pretty excited so then you know we start the the year off in albuquerque and um i will be doing kansas city crypticon so i've heard um, good
1: things about that one too
2: yes yeah, so well you guys are, that'd be kind of a far drive maybe not that far a drive for you guys
1: that well, sounds far to me i'm <clears throat> not good at jack i think either. kansas city would be <clears throat> a bit of a travel for us yeah we'll
2: okay but We'd then to- you know I'm, I'm always looking i'm looking for other stuff i mean obviously I'll be doing Scarefest again in October next year.
0: And I've been plugging him for Creature Feature, but Craig's just not biting. <laughs> yep.
2: Been Listen, on. I've been I've been emailing that guy. And I'm like, you, uh, you know, I don't I, I've sent him messages, and I don't want to be... I don't want to... do horn too much and sound like, a you know, some narcissistic fool. But I will tell you what, I'll be... I'm going to be in your top percentage... A fun guess you bring in, right? If you look at Scarefest and you see how many people, I sold eighty-four sledgehammers. That's eighty-four people that came up and got a sledgehammer and we had fun with and took pictures and kids, adults, children, old folks. I don't care. Right. I make sure they have a good time, even if they don't want to buy anything and they just want to chit chat. I will give them the time. I I, I love doing it. That's if amazing. I can make a dollar, if I can make a dollar, so I can feed my dog when I get home. And and buy my wife some flowers or something. Then then I, I I'm 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 tickled pink. Yes, I've never done creature feature, and it is the 50th anniversary of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Gunnar Hansen is not here. God bless his soul. Right, but the big swag is there. You go. So get something from Texas Chainsaw Massacre into okay. uh, for next year. great okay. Craig, let's go, buddy. I like let's it. go, Craig. You
1: know the scare. I don't know if Scarefest does it, but I know New Jersey Horrorcon does. <clears throat> do you sing karaoke at all?
2: We could do punk karaoke if we were yelling. I can yell a little bit, but I can't. I can't carry a tune.
1: Okay. Okay. And I
2: was in choir as a as a young man. I was in choir.
1: Okay.
2: And then I think my Weavos Rancheros dropped, and my voice went. <laughs> so
1: well, New Jersey is a ton of fun. We Felissa usually hosts scary and of course oh. she's a blast as you know yeah and as she keeps drinking throughout the night she becomes even more of a blast i
0: think so- during <laughs> jeremy's second song she was i don't want to say she was taking off her clothes but she was taking off her jacket very seductively on the state. and i'm like
1: well, she was having fun she was, having, she was fun.
0: having a good time
2: glad i got my door shut if my wife's here i don't want her to hear that uh yeah that's great i well, um, but you guys do a great job and I want to thank you two for, you, you do support me a lot and I really appreciate that. And um, yeah. you guys do a good job. There's tons of pages that people can go and, and follow and, and watch, but you guys got a really good page and a good group thank of you. folks. And um, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who knows what it could turn. You're still both very young. So this could turn into something bigger than the page and we'll get you on, we'll get you on a, a night, you know, We'll get you on a nice TV show doing your whole show. Who knows? There we go.
1: Yeah. That would be fun. All
0: right. Well, and we'll remember you when that happens. <laughs> aside aside from...
1: Sorry. I'm going to be helping you. <laughs> aside from the Alien List, was there anything else that you wanted to promote that's coming up?
2: No, I think we're good on that. Alien List, uh, Midnight Maniac. Um, I mean, there's that's some other name. stuff in the works. So just... It you got a movie and you need a funny big guy good-looking semi-handsome actor uh i am i am your guy there you go and i audition i don't expect i think that's a problem with a lot of people i don't expect just for you to give me a job because i was leatherface for a minute and a half no i i mean i have a over a hundred credits i've worked with robin williams i've worked with a ton of people and
1: Bicentennial man
2: Bicentennial man and um You know, I I have a good reel and I will audition for you. I mean, if you don't like my audition, you can go to the next person.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. I think that's we kept him long. Yeah. A long time. For a
2: long time. Sorry. All right, folks. We're going to give this bruiser away December 16th. I think we should make them just, you know, think about making them having to come. There's going to be somebody that's in that area. You know, yeah. that's, uh, okay. but we'll definitely if, find not, someone. if not, we'll still give it away there live and must be present we'll to win. Absolutely, oh yeah,
1: you gotta go visit. Yeah, you're not just gonna Let's get,
2: try it. you get know, if, if they come, if we do that and they come, I'll also give them a sign picture as well. There you go.
0: All right, you're too good to us. Thank you, you so worse. much.
2: Hey, listen, for next year, if Craig Craig creature, Craig, yeah, Craig creature, Yeah if Craig decides to bring me in. Listen, Craig. If you bring in <laughs> the Lost Leatherface, you know what we'll do is we'll give away a skateboard deck. Oh, shit. those are nice. Michael- I'm gonna have to pay off, for you- Those are nice. Let me tell you. Now, if they go for 250 bucks or 300. Signed. Really but we'll nice. give one of those away. I mean, we'll get we'll do a whole creature feature and lot and a Leatherface on it, and we'll give that away on the show or at the at the at the at the convention.
0: Preacher, creature,
1: creature, yeah. Well, we you need know? a Jesse Funko Pop too. Who do we who do we petition to get one of those? Oh
2: my gosh, that would be so cool! I that don't would know. Be
1: amazing! Yeah. Come on.
2: I mean, that's. Could,
1: uh, you could use the cover from Fangoria. You got uh, the, you know, the character name, and then you a truck in the background or something. Ah,
2: oh, uh, you can get. Uh, you can get them done. You know, I, I, there's a guy's, uh, uh they, you know, they actually, a company in Canada called Blockheads which is um you i don't do know if you ever seen the blockhead yeah they're great they did let they do everybody uh you think of it they would do they can do you both right so they can do Blockheads of you guys to fire but they did it my buddy in canada cody mcmanus he's the one who turned me on to him and he and he brought one up of me as jesse from the crazies to sign and i was like holy crap this is really good i <laughs> that's
0: probably
2: you know awesome. and i should have i should have had the guy make me him, but i will have uh I'll be ordering some blockheads for the for the year because they're just really cool and they're different. And um, agreed, those are. Fun.
0: That,
1: was what, that was what we gave away for those listening. Um, oh, we did give a blockhead away. We gave a blockhead away. Yep, it was oh actually God, Mike I... who had met you previously. He was so excited to get that too. I, I was so oh, ha- I was so happy that it was someone who actually really appreciated it. That we is awesome. To it.
2: <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to give it to him. We wanted to keep it, <laughs> but we did. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> that reminds me. I got to get stuff, you know, because it's tough to get. I go through a, my buddy called King Funko. It's a store in Wisconsin, which I signed at this year. But, you know, uh, Funko doesn't do the Leatherface Funko. They do an order, and then they, it's tough to get them. Yeah. So I have to go through other stores. And my buddy King Funko, um, McQuantico, Wisconsin, uh, he's got a bunch that are signed. If you need your Leatherface Funko Pop, you can go check them out. They have them. But that's where I get my leatherface Funko Pops now because they're just tough to get. Yeah. Oh. all right. Listen, thank you again. I'm I'm blessed to have you two as friends. Thank you.
0: It was so much fun yes. being here uh, with you and, and getting so, to chat with you. you.
2: Yes,
1: I'm honored to call you a friend. Thank you so much. Okay.
2: Friend. Oh gosh. You're gonna make me don't make me blush or cry.
1: You know, thank <laughs> you for your contributions. Thank you. Just thank you for yeah. being a real person
2: at the end oh, of the day. Oh well, thank you. Yes. I try to I try to be as real as I can.
1: We'll see you in a couple weeks.
2: Yeah, I will. Gosh, man. December 16th. We'll see you guys. Uh, Maybe I obviously will get in on the, on the, how far are you from there?
0: Two hours.
1: Two hours. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, let's see what the weather's like. If the weather's not bad, maybe if I get, I think I get in kind of early on Friday, as early as I can. If it's not bad, maybe I'll drive out to you guys Friday and, or something and we can grab some dinner or something.
1: We can meet. We'll figure something yeah, we'll th- we, well, we're, we're willing to drive. Just let us know. Yeah.
2: Why? Well, okay. Well, then you got to get a hotel room and stay out. You can't do that. Ah. Bring the dog. That's hey,
1: it. Bring the dogs. There you go.
0: I'm shocked. They always make an appearance on the show, and they are They've both sound asleep. Sleeping, <laughs>
2: yeah. Usually, they make a guest appearance. <laughs> well, that reminds me, I better go feed my dog Lola yeah. All before right. she. Turns into Linda Blair. All right, thank you guys. And
1: thank you. Thank
2: you, Brett, so much. Have
1: a great night. Have a happy Thanksgiving, you and the family.
2: Oh yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thank happy you. Thanksgiving. Thank you. I will be Bye. going, listen, Thanksgiving. We were gonna go to uh Joe Castro's house, who's a special effects guy, great special effects guy. I got invited and we can't go because um my wife has to do something Thanksgiving day, but we are gonna end up at the the place where everybody goes for Thanksgiving. Denise? red lobster there you go okay
1: let's think of the santa claus Every denny's are always open
2: hey listen they're open they're 2.5 miles from my house there you go. we made we, we got it we're i'm going to red lobster nice, nice. enjoy
1: enjoy some bye, guys. for me <laughs> bye
0: have a good night bye